genre. Doctor's Companion presents Doctor Who The Long Way Round, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm I'm Cassandra Fredrickson, and I forgot I go next. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Nick Jimenez, and I I forgot too, somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today uh, on the show, uh, we'll be discussing Revelation of the Daleks all at once. Uh, the Sixth Doctor's Seventh Story. Um, Revelation of the Daleks. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> um, written by Eric Sayward, directed by, uh, Graham Harper. Uh, this would be Graham Harper's last, uh, directorial effort of the classic, uh, Doctor Who era. Uh, he would later return to modern Doctor Who, and uh, direct some episodes there, including uh, the Cybermen two-parter. And uh, I think his final episodes, if I'm not mistaken, were the end of time, right? Whoa. I think that was him. Um, um, I thought end of time was Euroslin. Oh, you're right. It was Euroslin. What else did Graham Harper? Graham Harper directed some, so, uh, like, a, like a handful of stories, yeah, I think. I want to um, say, is it Waters of Mars? Maybe. That sounds like it could be right. I don't remember. I don't know. Anyway, we would have to remember right. Waters of Mars. He's what? like, I he... love that story. <laughs> I think I do. Oh, I'm thinking of the Egypt one. My bad. I like Waters <laughs> of Mars. What's the one where he's like on a bus in the desert? What's that one called? Oh. Um, oh, yeah. The Easter special. Uh, yeah. Planet of something. The Dead? Planet of the Dead. That's it. I get all those. I get, I get the 10 one-offs mixed up a lot. Yeah, I mean, they kind of a lot of them have like kind of uh, like useless titles. <laughs> sure, felt like they were just like throwing darts at like a board with like words on it. Mm-hmm. Prism of <laughs> Planet Fear of the Dead. Okay. <laughs> oh wow, he did a lot in New Who. Uh, Graham Harper. Yeah. Okay, what did he do? Um, he did the Cyberman two-parter and then the other Cyberman two-parter, like the um, finale for season series two. Oh. Um, 42, Utopia, that time crash little, like, tiny special, Planet of the Ood, the Agatha Christie one. Oh. Turn Left, yeah. um, Stolen Earth, Journey's End, and Waters of Mars. He has done, wow. he did a lot of a lot of episodes that feel... Very similar to Classic Who. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of like Classic Who feeling episodes. That's interesting. Also, uh, Davros, um, apparently. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, you may have noticed that I said Eric Saywood wrote this, and you may be wondering how, considering the BBC stance on allowing uh, 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 crew members to do more than one thing. Um, Eric Sayward being the script editor of Doctor Who at this time. And uh, the reason was that they uh, they found a loophole, which they would find all the time for Eric Sayward because, uh, like, he was, I don't know, he's very pompous. It's weird that Eric Sayward hates the Sixth Doctor because he's the most like the Sixth Doctor. Um, <laughs> that actually makes total sense. As a human being, yeah. I hate fictional um, characters that remind me of myself. Uh, so so eric sayward uh his contract was actually up as script editor and prior to signing a new contract uh he wrote this script during like a vacation so he like wrote this script while he was not technically script editor turned it in and then signed the contract for another year to be script editor um so that's how he uh managed to do this 
Um, and uh, yeah, okay. So the whole idea of this season, um, season uh, 22, uh, was that they were bringing back um, sort of like elements from Doctor Who's past. So we had the Cybermen and Attack the Cybermen. We had the Master and the Mark of the Rani. We had Jamie and the Satarans and the second Doctor and the two Doctors. And then, like, uh, even Time Lash had, like, uh, used some references to uh, the third Doctor and Joe. Um, and then to wrap up the season, they were going to bring back the Daleks. And uh, Eric Sayward, who had written Resurrection of the Daleks last season, uh, was coming back to write this one, which was going to be called The End of the Road. <laughs> and that was that was the original thing. And originally, the idea was to have the Daleks uh, working with and or against another monster. But this proved to be difficult because uh, Terry Nation uh, had issues with the Daleks appearing with other monsters because he never wanted another monster to overshadow the Daleks. He never wanted them to like outshine the Daleks. So they're like, he's his thing was like, yeah, you can have another monster, but they can't be cool. They have to be dumb. They have to be stupid, dumb monsters because like nothing Daleks. can be better than the Daleks. <laughs> nothing, nothing can be better than the Daleks. So, so uh, they decided instead to just have the Daleks fighting other Daleks, uh, and so they they uh, returned to this uh, Dalek civil war idea of like um, the Davros's Daleks versus uh, the Dalek supreme leader or whatever supreme Dalek right uh, Daleks, which were the mm-hmm. gray and black ones. Um, so uh, there was that. Also, Eric Sayward uh, read something about. Um, <laughs> read something about cryogenics and the way that the living, the history of the way the living treat the dead, and was like, let's. He was like, let's do a Doctor Who story about this, and so he was like, let's make a planet that's just like a funeral home, but it's it's a the the whole planet is just one big funeral home. Um, mm-hmm. What's the saddest so, planet? Yeah, so he did, and he gave them a DJ because I guess you still need entertainment. Uh, but only one form of entertainment. Yeah, you don't and want only pe- one. Yeah, well, only one entertainer. Uh, <laughs> what's the what, what's the only possible good thing about uh, about about de- the concept of death? It's peace. It's uh, you know that no, no, your brain can finally be still. We're gonna go ahead and just inject that with like a can of nos and just give you a dis <laughs> a dude just prattling on for infinity into your like dead subconscious. <laughs> Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. So then, um, he, they were going to call this the end of the, of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, eventually it was rechristened to revelation of the Daleks, which, uh, sort of became a, the, the third and final part of a loose, very loose, uh, trilogy of Dalek stories, uh, that, were references to the Bible, starting with Genesis of the Daleks, then Resurrection of the Daleks, and now Revelation of the Daleks. Um, and so, huh. uh, yeah, hmm. the 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 Dalek Bible trilogy. Um, I don't I don't know that there's anything that could possibly be worse than a Bible thumping Dalek. I think that might be <laughs> that I I might have oh, nightmares about that that's, tonight. Yeah, that's um, pretty scary. Red that's, State Daleks. That, yeah, that's uh, Bible Belt Daleks. That would be... I mean, maybe the only thing worse would be Mormon Daleks. I don't know. Fair God. <laughs> God. They just like find like a weird Bible in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> um, so anyway, so the Bible Dalek trilogy ends with, uh, with uh, this one, Revelation of the Daleks. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get uh, the first uh, reprisal of a uh, actor playing Davros. Um, the first two appearances of Davros were done by uh, Michael Wisher and David Gooderson. Um, and uh, now Terry Malloy, who had uh, played him in, uh, I think, Re- Resurrection of the Daleks, uh, is now playing him again. And then he would sort of go on to just be like the de facto Davros. Um, I think he even played him in the uh, Journey's End two-parter. Oh wow! Um, oh wow! From the from the current series, I think that was Terry Malloy. Um, 
And he still plays him in uh, Big Finish Audios whenever there's a Davros story. Is that the uh, one what when Andrew Garfield turns into a pig? Uh no, Davros uh, doesn't show up in uh, New Who until like the final season of uh, of uh, David Tennant's run. Okay, yes, with, uh, that's with Donna. Right. Yeah, right. The he's turn good. left and all that stuff. I, I thought I thought he yeah. really gave a really good performance in this. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's he's really good, and so that's that's uh, that's fun. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, uh, okay, so there's a there's a dj in this and uh the producers uh like john ethan turner really wanted a um like someone from you know uk like rock music to play this dj and so uh the initial re- uh, approach was made to roger daltrey the lead singer of the who wow um to play the dj what? uh which uh, didn't Yep, which uh, didn't didn't end up happening, obviously. Uh, and in the end, the part actually went to well-known comedian Alexei Sale, uh, who had actually recently published an article explaining why he should be cast as the Doctor. <laughs> um, and uh, instead, he got cast as this DJ guy. Uh, and then, even even more bizarrely, uh, John Nathan Turner offered the role of the the mutant. The uh, the guy in the I think it's the guy in the glass like I think it's either the guy in the that that attacks uh, the doctor in the snow, or it's the guy in the glass uh, Dalek mm-hmm. container. I, either one of those could be called the mutant. I don't know which is which, um, but uh, he actually legitimately offered that role to Sir Lawrence Olivier. What? Wow. Yes. Just um, there are three examples in a row of people just really shooting their shot and just asking big, and I respect it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they they offered the role to him. Uh, he uh, turned it down, um, unsurprisingly. I don't even know that he responded. Actually, um, I don't no. know that he formally turned it down. Of or course not. He just no. or perhaps uh, maybe his uh, agent didn't even like pass it along to him. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> just like oh absolutely. Quietly folds it twice and then just kind of puts it in the trash can. Just sets it into the yeah. trash can. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So uh, let's see. What else happened here? Um, so they shot the, they shot the, 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 the thing. And um, as they are uh, getting footage back, uh, the BBC head of series and serials, Jonathan Powell, uh, watched the story and hated <laughs> – hated Jenny Thomason as uh Tessa Becker and what? uh just just hated her and demanded that she be removed as much as possible from the story so he actually paid for an extra day of shooting so that they could shoot around her and get her out of the story as much as possible um so she was largely cut out of the episode so the fact that she's in the episodes as much as she is uh, really goes to show you uh, how much she probably was intended to be in the story originally. Um, wow. So uh, she, yeah, so she was she was uh, uh, greatly reduced in screen time uh, due to the reshoots and Jonathan Powell uh, despising her acting and the character. Oh my god! And yet, and yet, still remains. I think one of the more memorable supporting characters in this episode in the story. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Definitely. Um, I mean, everyone else is ginger, so <laughs> they, they're not particularly memorable because they're all – they all just seem like the same person. <laughs> just like a bunch of ginger white dudes. Um, I don't know. This it's is where weird. he got it. This is where he the doctor I, was like, I want to look like this. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe. I think that might be accurate. I don't know. Um, so, uh Yeah. So that was that was uh that was basically the uh the the impetus of this story that's that's where this story came from. Um there is more to talk about, but I want to save it for the other side of us talking about the the actual episodes. Sure. Cuz I think it'll be more interesting to talk about there rather than here. Um but uh it is important and uh we will uh we will get there after we talk about the episodes. So Revelation of the Daleks Part 1. Written by Eric Sayward. Directed by Graham Harper. Produced by John Nathan Turner. Script edited by Eric Sayward. Air date, March 23rd, 1985. 
The Doctor and Perry arrive on the planet Necros to visit a suspended animation funeral home called Tranquil Rose so the Doctor can visit a dead acquaintance. The Doctor is attacked by a mutant. Before dying, the mutant tells the Doctor he had been experimented on and tortured by someone called the Great Healer. Perry can relate. Back on Tranquil Rose, a disc jockey entertains the suspended dead with fun little skits to keep them informed on current events. Tranquil Rose is infiltrated by Natasha and Grigory to visit the same man the doctor is visiting named Arthur Stengos, Natasha's father. But they find Arthur's suspended animation capsule empty. But they do find a hidden room full of pulsating brains and a glass Dalek shell with a red mutated creature inside of it. The mutated creature is Arthur Stengos. The Great Healer is revealed to be Davros, who's caught up in some kind of galactic money laundering scheme. His business partner hires some mercenary types to take Davros out and remove the competition. Arthur Stengos explains Davros's plan to mutate all of the brains inside of Tranquil Rose into mutated Daleks just like him. He begs for death, and Natasha obliges him. She and Gregory are taken into Tranquil Rose custody. The Doctor and Perry return to the episode to find a giant statue of the Doctor's face waiting for them outside of the Garden of Fond Memories, which the Doctor takes to be an incredibly good-looking omen of death, just as the statue starts to fall on top of him. Uh, Eric Seward has this thing about hating the Doctor, like hating the Sixth Doctor, like just despises him, and... um he would do this thing where he would when he was script editing other people's episodes uh he and and obviously when he writes his own um he would do this thing where in two 45 minute episodes the doctor and perry would not actually get involved with the fl- the plot until part 2 mhm <laughs> and so they would just be like in part 1 of every one of his stories uh, the Doctor and Perry are just wandering around doing nothing or hanging out in the TARDIS while Eric Sayward is like letting the, the world building and stuff happen without them um, and just not involving them in the plot in any way, shape or form until part two. <laughs> like usually the cliffhanger to part one is like, you know, the plot like falling on them <laughs> um, <Wow. laughs> in some way. Um, and uh, this is uh, no different. Like they are completely separate from everything that's going on with like the actual plot, uh, which is this uh, this funeral home that is uh, secretly being run by Davros, sort of. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, he's like doing experiments where he's like trying to make he's trying to turn humans into Daleks. I think I think that's what's going on. Um, I'm a, not entirely clear. It's on, a, it's on, a, it, when, when, when you say it like that, it's honestly a very Cyberman-like plot. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I don't know. Um, and, and the idea now that I – if I'm writing it on paper, Daleks overtake a, mor- a morgue planet called Necros to transform the dead into Daleks. Sounds like it should be like metal as, as hell. Yeah. Like – and but this is whatever the opposite of metal as hell is. That's what this has. <laughs> it's it's kind of like like mall disco as hell. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This episode really is like the equivalent of like ele- elevator music, like yeah. elevator version of like a metal song, like <laughs> like, yeah. like 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 Iron Man, like the Ozzy Osbourne's like yeah. I am Iron Man. It's like, just like but done in like an elevator music. <laughs> boing, 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 boing. <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah so this is this episode like all of the doctor and perry stuff is literally just like the doctor continuously fat shaming perry yeah yeah i have i have a question uh-huh <laughs> does eric sayward hate women i would i i would be shocked if that was not the case because like Every woman in this episode is treated like garbage or dies or both. So like, yeah, because he thinks it's hilarious. <sighs> yeah, it's it's funny that you were mentioning his weird, you know, like the like separating the dog, you know, or they're just going to be wandering through a swamp or puttering around the TARDIS. I if it was Eleven and and Amy, that would be delightful. But because it's six and well, because it's six with Perry. 
it's just like really <laughs> uncomfortable and it's like you're stuck with this friendship or couple that is just clearly not healthy mm-hmm. and there's no yep. joke or twist or turn to it it's just like mm-hmm. you know like her accidentally breaking his watch while climbing on him and him just kind of like oh it's okay no it's fine and she's like, I'm really sorry. I'll fix it. And you're like, I, I hate watching this. I wish I wasn't well, watching this. Are you going to fix it on this planet? You stupid, fat idiot. <laughs> it's He's like the kid. It's the worst. It's the worst. Do you remember when you were a kid and you were like at a park or a barbecue or something with a kid and you just knew this kid sucked, but you just had yep. to be with him for like the next hour and a half? Yep. That's the nice That's version like. of, of what this, I, how I could describe this. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel like Eric Sayward is uh, some combination of the Sixth Doctor and uh, DJ Incel from this episode. DJ um, Incel. <laughs> I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Oh my god! At least he's nicer to Perry than that creepy guy. The what's his face? The funeral director. Yeah, the funeral yeah, director. But- so, the D- D- DJ guy kind of becomes like a chaotic ally at the end. Yeah, I know, but he was still like eyeballing her and like being like telling everybody "Ooh, look at a lady we got a lady on the planet yeah, look at those legs that's sure. true that's more um, like dj scumbag yeah. yeah but it was i don't know um <laughs> don't get a lot of those around here Ooh. uh i don't what what was the deal with the dj because he was like a hippie okay. and then he was a greaser and then he was so, i i just have question marks what, i don't what, know what, what he was what, going what, for what, the third time what i what i made what i took away from it, and if i may amend my statement i i think uh what i i remember now that he was actually djing the waiting subconscious of the people that were being transferred into the new bodies to kind of entertain them mm-hmm. and uh-huh. so i took him to be kind of like a living jack fm where he just was everything he was he occupied whatever style of music he was playing at the time so when he was playing like hip 50s music he was like a a cheesy billy joel greaser when he was playing hippie music he was like a a shopping mall version of a hippie that's what i took it to be (laughs) a hippie and a muumuu for some reason (laughs) yeah it was like if uh if homer in that episode where he wore a muumuu was like cosplaying as a hippie like i don't (laughs) <laughs> I don't understand what they were going for here. Um, well, uh, anyway, there is a there is a bit where there's an actual snow like a snow fight, like the 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 mutant guy from the that comes out of the woods that the doctor tries to hypnotize. Uh, Sir Lawrence Olivier, the yes. yeah, yeah. Sir Lawrence Olivier <laughs> uh, attacks the doctor, and they roll around in like actual real snow. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I was just watching this and just thinking like. Man, what a miserable shooting experience this must have been. Yeah. It's just like like I you're going to have to like roll around in the snow and like actually fight in the snow on the ground. Like there's no there's no like pads or anything. They're just rolling around on the ground in the snow. It's cold, it's wet. I just I I was just watching this just thinking like man this looks miserable. Um <laughs> and then Perry murders the guy and the guy like thanks her for it and then dies and she's really upset and the doctor just like rolls his eyes and tells her to get over it. Uh, um which is feelings. I just I just hate everything about Eric Sayward's take on the show. It's the worst. Uh it's the worst. Um there's uh we keep cutting to like all of these uh ginger guys that were working at the at the thing there's like the main engineer guy and then there's like those two like buddies those two ginger buddies mm-hmm. <laughs> um and uh there's a moment where like one of them says I'm a doctor not a magician yeah which is... that was great <laughs> it's like is, that a, is is Eric say we're just ripping off Star Trek now is that what he's doing <laughs> it's an homage. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I kind of, um, I kind of like those two, the the rebel people that are trying to get her dad's body back or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, got, I like them. Yeah, they had kind of like a like a like a Wonder Twins vibe the whole time. They had like similar haircuts. Yeah, they were cool. It's like eighties mullet. Get, <laughs> yeah, when they when they get to the to the glass Dalek full of meat, um, and and it's her father, and he's like begging her to kill him i'm just like eric sayward like can you please just knock it off can you just stop can you <laughs> does everything have to be just the most miserable version of a of of a thing to you 
Like, why do you hate living so much? <laughs> I don't know. He's Glass such an edgelord. <laughs> he is. He's a total edgelord. <sighs> it yeah, like me. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, if I could equate this to, you know, like, how where comics were in, like, the late, like, 97, 98, where, like, just the art style could be very, like, aggressively ugly and, like, edgy and like everything was bleeding mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah i can almost imagine like a comic book panel of like a glass dollar full of meat yeah yeah no this just feels like straight out of like 93 94 like marvel comics um for sure like just like i don't know this is like uh <laughs> like rob liefeld would just love this <laughs> <laughs> um, i want to see so- him draw the sixth doctor <laughs> <laughs> Well, he wouldn't be chubby, that's for sure. <laughs> he'd be um, smart, he'd be, <laughs> Harry. He'd be he'd be chubby with muscles. <laughs> Doctor Who, Dad, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Perry. Um, then that uh, there's that guy with the with the ponytail mullet, the rat tail, yeah. Up. Yeah, the rat tail, and then he's got he's got an assistant who he's just like, please excuse my assistant being smelling like rotting flesh. His species doesn't believe in uh, in in hygiene. It was cool. just like, why is this here? Why why are we why are we do- this this does not this adds nothing. The fact you know, that his assistant is 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 not hy- doesn't believe in hygiene. It's like smelly. It's just smelly. He's just he's like uh, he's like a space like a peasant. Sm- yeah, and he just keeps like he keeps like following them around, and like the the woman within the in the uh, like I I don't know what she's wearing, um, like the kind of look like, like a, a kind of look like a high school wrestling helmet. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Um, so she was like, like he just kept like showing up next to her and smiling, and then she would like walk away from him <laughs> because he smelled bad. Um, I, I just, why, why is this happening? I don't know. I don't know. His smelly assistant. It's a bummer. (laughs) Um, uh, so the, the, the two, the lady with the dad, the, the daddy Dalek and her buddy, uh, they get captured. Oh no. The the guy, those two, the team. Yeah. 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 The, the wonder twins, uh, they get captured and tortured by the, the other two, the two ginger buddies. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, the doctor and Perry finally make it into like town where the where all of this is going on. Like the I guess everything is just like a winter wasteland until you get to like this <laughs> this town where they do all of this. And it really it just looks like like a like a like an what do, what do they call those like the um, those little those little complexes that are just like a bunch of office buildings. Um. And oh, like, man. like individual like businesses will like rent yeah. space in all of these yeah. office buildings, like, like a galleria yeah. or like a complex or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like a like an office complex, like it just like a bunch of glass buildings with parking lots. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just they, it's all covered in snow, so it looks less like a parking lot, but like it's still obviously a parking lot. Uh, and uh, they like show up there, and Perry's like, "Look, there's a statue of you," and he's like, "Oh, that's." Awkward, weird, and then like the statue falls on him. That that's it. Yeah, the statue falls on him. Will the doctor get uh, crushed by a statue of himself? Does he want to? <laughs> weirdly, honestly, that that's probably the best way for the sixth doctor to go out at this point. Yeah, killed by a giant image of himself. <laughs> it would have been awesome if he just came out uh, from underneath the rubble and was had regenerated that would be amazing <laughs> i'm nice now uh anyway it's the worst revelation of the daleks part two written by eric sayward directed by graham harper produced by john nathan turner script edited by eric sayward air date march 30th 1985 The statue is revealed not to be made of stone, so the Doctor is unharmed. Perry and the Doctor arrive at Tranquil Rose, and the Doctor wants to meet whoever erected a statue in honor of his passing. 
He's captured by some Daleks and thrown into prison along with Grigory and Natasha, but quickly rescued by one of the assassins trying to kill Davros. The assassins sneak into Davros' chamber and pump him full of space lead. But that Davros is revealed to be a decoy, and the real Davros rolls out and pumps the assassins full of space lead. Natasha and Grigory head back to the incubation chamber to destroy the red brains before they can turn into mutant Daleks. Davros sends Imperial Daleks to exterminate Perry and the Tranquil Rose DJ. The DJ is killed in battle, but he manages to take two of the Daleks down to hell with him. The Doctor and Perry are both captured and sent to Davros, who shows off his new army of Daleks. Gregory and Natasha are killed by a flying Dalek trying to blow up the incubator, but Davros tells the Doctor that, like most of this episode, it didn't really matter one way or the other. His army of Daleks are somewhere else on Tranquil Rose. Suddenly, a different sect of Daleks who have pledged allegiance to the Supreme Dalek arrive, and a brutal display of Dalek-on-Dalek -Dalek violence takes place. The rogue Daleks take Davros back to Skaro, where he'll be tried for his crimes against the new Supreme Dalek, ignoring the Doctor in his new regenerated form entirely. Tranquil Rose and Davros's army of Daleks are obliterated in an explosion, but the Doctor tells all the employees they can begin a new life growing and selling pot. Perry begs the Doctor for a vacation from adventure and being gaslit, and the Doctor obliges her. But it's a promise he won't be able to keep. For much like his nemesis Davros, the Doctor himself will soon be on trial. So in part two, uh, the uh, ginger engineer guy comes rolling over right after the statue has crushed the Doctor. And he's like, hey, hey <laughs> what's... Uh, What's going on over here? And she's like, your statue crushed the doctor. And he's like, oh, that's too bad. You should probably come with me. Looking, <laughs> looking, looking good. You're looking good. Oh, and then the doctor so creepy. rolls out of the statue and he's like, I'm actually fine. Stop bothering her. And he's just like, all right, whatever. You know, and he just like walks away. And I'm like, what is the point of any of this? <laughs> Oh man, um, they uh, so they go they go inside and like somebody shows Perry like the the DJ and she like she really likes it like <laughs> too much I think like too much realistically like she she's just really she's like laughing and it's like I it's just like our DJ's back on Earth so just she, oh, okay. like it okay like do you, are, are you like that big of a fan of I've never seen anyone act that positively to d radio djs like <laughs> ever um aren't, aren't aren't most people just annoyed by them isn't that uh, the general consensus i don't know you ever uh, was a fan of kid craddock in the morning no <laughs> casey Kasem. Uh, <laughs> casey Kasem. uh all right but like even <laughs> casey Kasem, who's like a like a classic DJ and like everybody, you know, seems to yeah. like Casey Kasem. I, I, but like, would you have the reaction that she has to Casey hey, Kasem? Hey, Perry, it's me, Casey Kasem. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if I guess, maybe if like they said your name, but. Zoinks, Perry. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'd be excited about that. <laughs> hey, Scott, it's Casey Kasem. I'm a ghost. <laughs> oh. Um,. Yeah, so then the uh so the the lady that uh that uh the the head of the BBC hated um uh has like a crush <laughs> on the engine the 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 ginger engineer guy. Yeah. Um and is like like in really infatuated with him, but then she gets called into Davros's office and Davros <laughs> like kind of like tries to the, I mean, the only way I can describe it is that he like kind of tries to seduce her. Like it's really weird. Oh my god. Um, like he's yeah, Davros seems like really into her. Like, head in weirdly. a jar. Also, yeah, also it should be noted that Davros is a head in a jar in this. <laughs> Forgot looked, to mention that in the last episode. It looks great. <clears throat> yeah. It just like spins around and like looks at TV screens. It's a lot of watching uh CCTV footage in this. Uh it's <laughs> a lot of a lot of Davros like, you know, watching his stories and uh <laughs> talking about them. It's kind of dark night Batmaning it. Yeah, just having a real opinion about the way people are carrying out their lives. Mm -hmm. um, he's like a little gossip hound. 
this like guy. a poor man's rear window. Like, yeah, there's a lot of voyeurism in this. Ah. There is. There's a lot of voyeurism in general in this, like, Eric Sayward, Six Doctor era. Um, yeah. <clears throat> this this season specifically, there's, like, a lot of voyeurism. Uh, remember Vengeance on Varus? Unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So... <laughs> So he really likes this lady and brings her in and is like talking to her and talking about how like how much he respects her and how much he likes the way that she does business and the way that she works very diligently and and how uh, how uh, loyal she is. And then he's like, I am surprised to see how much you have a crush on this guy, though. And then he finds like the dorkiest picture of the ginger engineer and puts that up. (laughs) And she's, like, a little sh- ashamed that she likes him but, like, can't help but like him. And he's like, yeah, I mean, he's really mean to you. If if he was ever that mean to me, I would kill him. And she's like, oh, I couldn't do that. And he's like, couldn't you? I think you should. He tells me all the time how strong he is. So then he, he's, he, he, he sends her out to go murder this guy, I guess just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she like she, like, goes up to him and is just like, Please just tell me you like me so I don't have to kill you. And he's like, I'm never going to tell you I like you. I think you're stupid. And she's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, what are you talking about? And like walks away. She gets a syringe and stabs him in the heart with it. <laughs> and, and then she's really upset and she runs around a corner and she's like, I can't believe I did that. And then two Daleks show up and just kill her. Right? It literally, it's <laughs> edited like that. Yeah, that's that's what happens. It's like it's it's literally the whole thing is like thirty seconds, maybe a minute, of her like first coming to him and being like, "Please tell me you like me, so I don't kill you," killing him, and then getting killed herself. It's all like within like sixty seconds. It's ridiculous. Um. <sighs> anyway, this story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so she's killed by Daleks. Overall, you know, I have to say, I was excited to have a new Dalek story, but <laughs> I'm very disappointed by the amount of Daleks in this story. Mm. There's very, there's very little like Daleks with any sort of personality. You know, like there's no like moments where you're like, ah, Dalek did a thing. That's funny. They're, like, uh, they're nothing. They're, they're basically stormtroopers in this episode. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they have about the same aim as a stormtrooper <laughs> in this. This uh, um, this whole episode kind of feels like it. You found something that was written by like a like a boy in your class that was just like you know what I mean. Like you're like oh, yeah, this this, this sucks. <laughs> you know, like, like oh, this would be what came out of this dude's imagination. Like yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Um. Anyway, kind of a bummer. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, all right. Uh, what else happens? <laughs> Let's see. There's a there's a there's a fake out with the Davros head. Um, the the the, the rat tail guy shoots yeah. the Davros head and it like collapses and you're like, oh man, he just killed Davros. That's it, crazy. It, and it deflates. And yeah, it deflates, and then a, a wall opens up, and the real Davros is behind it, and now he apparently has, like, Emperor Palpatine Force Lightning powers, <laughs> which is new. Like, literally at one point, he's just, like, shooting Force Lightning at this at the, at the rat tail guy, and he's just, like, writhing in pain on the floor, like Luke in Return of the Jedi. Um, it would have been awesome if, like, if, like, a Dalek was, like, moving between... The Dalek had like befriended the guy and then like was like going back and forth between Davros and this guy. The the Force Lightning. Please help me. Yeah. The Force Lightning reflecting off of the Dalek's armor. Yeah. And then symbolizing he he finally picks up Davros and throws him down a down a (laughs) down a thing. But they both fall. Yeah. Exterminate. Uh, I also want to say because this is when Davros shoots or zaps this guy's f- like leg off, like his foot off. This is a, a very, Dalek does that. A Dalek does that. That's right. This is a very violent episode. Well, but it wasn't a real leg. He that's mentioned true. earlier that he has a he has a, he has a, 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 a he's an amputee and he has like a like a metal leg. He has, 
Yeah, he's like a cybernetic leg or whatever. And, Got it. Uh, he was talking about how it was like kind of messed up. It was like kind of broken. And they were like, our engineers can fix that for you. And he's like, yeah. no, I like the reminder that I'm always in pain and I've lost something. Great. And they're like, oh, that's so hunky. That you would <laughs> like that. You'd this be is... like that. And he's like, yes, almost as hunky as my rat tail. Do you remember that thing that wasn't even real? But remember how there was like rumors that there was going to be like an alternate Last Jedi cut that was going to have like it was going to be fixed. It was going to have like all the all the stuff that we wanted, like Luke riding in on like a pterodactyl fighting Snoke on like a volcano. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, like this is this this is what this this episode is what that would have been like. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> it's like, not interesting. It doesn't really do anything imaginative with the lore. It's just kind of like yeah. the dumb action figure version of everything. Right, right. Yeah. Um so anyway, Davros is uh <laughs> Davros is Emperor Palpatine now for some reason. Um I really don't understand. Like this force lightning thing is like so obviously <laughs> somebody watched Return of the Jedi and was like, We should do that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um so uh oh this whole time uh Perry <laughs> Perry has been hanging out with the uh, the DJ guy because she was such a big fan of him. They like dropped her dropped her off at his like house, and so she's like hanging out in his apartment. And he's like real awkward and weird about it. And uh, <laughs> everything and you're then, describing like, sounds horrifying. Yeah, if, and then if it Daleks, wasn't sorry, <laughs> what? Go ahead. I'm just saying, like, if it wasn't a Doctor Who episode, it sounds like you're describing like something out of a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, like, I like mean, Boogie Nights. <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, so, uh, the, she's hanging out with the DJ, uh, they're going to bring some Daleks in so they can like kill some Daleks for some reason. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, he like kills a couple and is like, yeah, I'm, I did a good job. Like, won't you like uh, have sex with me now? And he, she's like, uh, and then he gets killed by a Dalek. Um, <laughs> cause another one comes in and then she's like, whoo, dodged a bullet there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's dead. The DJ's dead, uh, and he was out of costume when it happened. So you know, yeah. I guess there's, I guess there's that for him. Um, I I felt bad because Perry had lost a friend. Did she though? I don't know. Someone she liked being around. <laughs> did she though? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I it's just, <laughs> I just there's not a single character in this story that I like. <laughs> I like Perry. I, well, I don't. I don't. I just feel bad for Perry. I want to write a fanfic where Perry just like has like a like a romantic, like a Richard Curtis romantic comedy happen to her. Uh, I, I don't mean, take. Oh, I no. wouldn't say it's a Richard Curtis romantic uh, comedy, but Jesus, <laughs> something's happening very soon. I don't know. What did I just monkey paw into existence? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, be oh. careful what you wish for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me, I'm trying to think of like who who directed the romantic comedy that she's starring in next season. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, oh man, I don't know. Um, trying to think who's uh, Rob Zombie or Rob Zombie romantic comedy. That's great. That's what that's what you're gonna get soon. <laughs> so. Uh yeah. Anyway, um so there's like a Dalek civil war, like the the black Daleks show up, the the black and gray Daleks show up to kill all the white and gold Daleks. Yeah, and, that was great. And I like that part. Yeah. So they all show up and they're like, you know, <laughs> we have a message from the Supreme Dalek exterminate. <laughs> uh, just starts wrecking house. Um how does a Dalek so, become the supreme Dalek? Like, do they like duel? Like, I hope- I, I don't. I wasn't wasn't the idea of like uh, the supreme Dalek being like you know Davros has no business being our leader because he's not a Dalek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, that's I, true. I hope like a I hope like a bucket fell on one Dalek's head and everyone thought it was like a crown and then that became the supreme Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> everything happens. I guess it's over. That's really like the best way I could describe the end of this. I guess it's over. Uh, and then the sixth doctor is like, 
well, we should uh, go somewhere else. And Perry's like, yeah, can we go somewhere chill? And he's like, yes, I'm going to take you to. And then it cuts off and, a, and yeah, the episode's well, over. Oh God, well, it's like, she's like, well, can we go some? He's like, why don't we go to the planet Tranquil aboard the Japanese Peace Lily World? And she's like, well, can we go somewhere fun? And he's like, fun? I'm like, God, you just had to dig in. And then, yeah, and then we have this weird. And then, so we're, we're like, where, where do they go next? After this, did they go somewhere fun? Or did anything happen after this? Oh, uh, boy. Well, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, now comes the part where I'm going to talk about the history of what happened after this story. Um, but uh, before we do get there, I just want to remind everybody. So we, we talked about like all of that stuff that happened in part two. Notice that I only mentioned the doctor at the beginning and the end. It's because the doctor does absolutely nothing in this story. Yeah. He accomplishes nothing. He's involved in nothing. He does nothing. He's just there. Um, he is the most useless character in this entire story. Perry does more than the doctor does in this story. Um, the doctor uh, really, really sucks. And uh, it's not the doctor's fault. It's Eric Sayward's fault. Eric Sayward is the worst. And he hates this show. And he hates the doctor. And uh, he is the maybe the worst writer of the show like period whoa if only because he like ruined it like he just drove it straight into the ground yeah i mean just like historically like yeah there are worse episodes of doctor who written by other people Mm -hmm. but he's the one responsible for driving the show into the ground um just he just he took the he took the controls and then was like let's do a nosedive and then (laughs) Just dove it straight into the ground. Um, anyway, uh, it really sucks. <laughs> so, okay. So then uh, this uh, interesting thing started happening. Okay. So they are uh, – season 22 um, began shoot, uh, fil- or, uh, transmitting, right? And um, this was while – Revelation of the Daleks had entered production, and uh, John Nathan Turner and Eric Sayward had already begun lining up scripts for season twenty-three. Um, and uh, the revel in at the end of Revelation of the Daleks, when the Doctor promises Perry that he's going to take her somewhere, the actual line that they cut off is that he's going to take her to Blackpool. Um, Blackpool being the setting of uh, season twenty-three's debut serial called The Nightmare Fair. Uh, which was going to be written by Graham Williams, um, a former producer of the show. And uh, also at this time, Ian Levine, who is a uh, fan advisor, and Robert Ro- uh, writer Robert Holmes were also developing a story called Yellow Fever and How to Cure It. Um, so these were like the first two stories that were going to be uh, a part of season 23. And... Um, then uh, things started changing. So uh, basically after the premiere of season 22, it started – rumors started going around that uh, Doctor Who was going to be canceled. And uh, the this was denied by Jonathan Powell who said, no, Doctor Who was not being canceled. We're just going to postpone season 23 uh, from a production start in spring of 1985 to a production start of spring of 1986. Um, part of the reason for this was that uh, neither Jonathan Powell, uh, head of, uh, of, of series and serials, um, at the BBC, nor the BBC One controller Michael Grade enjoyed Doctor Who in any way. They thought that it was stupid, uh, and they were getting a lot of letters criticizing it for being too violent and humorless. And uh, they were also the BBC was also suffering a financial shortfall in early 1985 uh, due to the expensive new soap opera East Enders. And uh, the debut of their brand new daytime news service. And uh, these things were expensive, and but were bringing in much more money than Doctor Who was. Because while Doctor Who Season 22 began with very strong ratings, it quickly declined in ratings to the lowest that Doctor Who had ever had. Um, and so it was just... 
the ratings were just like dropping like a like a lit lead anvil. I mean, it was just bad. It was really bad. Um, and so they were like, let's just put it on hiatus, and we will uh, come back to it in 1986. Um, but the the rumor was that. They were saying that just to postpone the announcement that they were going to cancel it um, and that they were just going to put it off. And then in 1986, they're like, ah, well, it's been gone for a year anyway. Let's just cancel it. It's over. It's done. Uh, And so this would have been the final episode of Doctor Who, uh, this story. Uh, Originally, that was going to be the plan. So when this happened – uh, there were there was a huge sort of uh, campaign to bring the show back and make sure that it wasn't canceled. Uh, there was a Doctor Who Appreciation Society that uh, got started up around this time. Um, and uh, there was just a lot going on. And one of the reasons one of the things that happened was that like the BBC said during this hiatus, we are going from the 45 minute uh, the 45 minute format back to the 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 20 minute format the the 25 minute format um and so we're gonna do like four part serials again and this really upset Eric Sayward and John Nathan Turner because they felt that after a year of doing the 45 minute format they've really figured this out this format out and they felt that doing another season it would be much better um, but uh, the BBC didn't really care what they wanted to do was uh, actually changed the number of episodes. So what the original what what you would usually do uh with with episode lengths is that you would go um uh you know there would be like 26 episodes in a uh 26 half hour episodes and they would be like divided subdivided into like you know four part stories and um uh, or like some two-part stories. But what they actually ended up doing was uh, they took the number of episodes that were in uh, the current season and uh, just ma- just renewed the show for that many episodes um, just in the 25-minute format. So you're, you, we were getting like half as many Doctor Who stories. Uh, it's, so the episode count was only like 14. And that was like the lowest that it had ever been. Uh, for Doctor Who, like they, Doctor Who had never had that low of an episode count for a season before. Um, and so that was like what was happening. But one of the reason, one of the things that they did to save the show was that, uh, a, a fan group led by Ian Levine, who actually wrote the song, uh, <laughs> they wrote and performed a song called Doctor in Distress. Written by Ian Levine, fan oh, consultant Ian Levine, and uh, someone named Fiatra Trench, and uh, they a group was put together <clears throat> performing as Who Cares? That was their group name, mm. uh, and they were singing the song "Doctor in Distress." And the group was Colin Baker, Nicola Bryant, Anthony Ainley. Uh, who, of course, is the master, Nicholas Courtney, the brigadier, and a variety of British entertainers. Uh, but none of them really brought the name recognition or value uh, that they originally had planned uh, as they had reached out to uh, <laughs> to Sir people, like, <laughs> people like Elton John, the village people, Queen, um, none of which showed up for the recording of this. And uh, uh, Doctor in Distress was recorded over the course of two days in March of 1985, released on the 15th, and all proceeds went to the National Society for Cancer Relief. Um, I don't think Doctor in Distress did anything to help matters. In fact, I would argue that probably made matters worse. <laughs> it uh, is it is one of the worst songs you'll ever hear. I mean, it was it's a nightmare. Well, um, here's the thing, Scott. I, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you on, on this. I, <laughs> while it did not do its intended job in 1985, <laughs> I believe it's doing its job right now, which is ending this episode on a positive note. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Doctors in Distress. <laughs> uh, it made me really happy. It's everything I love about Doctor Who. Uh, the fandom. It's unapologetic. It's earnest. And... Uh, I would love for them to remake this with like the 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 the, the current era. 
I think my problem with it is that it's so poorly written. Like, <laughs> like there, sure. there are too many syllables in yeah. the words that they're saying versus the melody that they're trying yeah. to hit. The and chorus so, is, Doctor in distress, bring it back now, we won't take less. Yep. Right? Yep. Doctor in distress, someone please answer his SOS. <laughs> At one point, a lady just cries out, who's the doctor over there? <laughs> Been thinking, been thinking about that one all morning. <laughs> oh man, uh, it's uh, it's crazy. My favorite is in the verses when they're just talking about the baddies that the doctor fights. Yeah, and at a certain point, like it's starting out okay, but at a certain point, you can tell that Ian Levine was just like, I don't know how to describe yeah. this monster. Ice with warriors less, with giant with, spears. Yeah. Right. With like with, with like it, within the amount of syllables I'm allowed to use to make this melody happen. And mm-hmm. so it's like he just was like just I don't know, make it work somehow and the singers are doing their darndest, but who boy, yeah. it's rough. The um, uh, the actor playing the master gets to sing the verse about K9. That made me really happy. That is nice. <laughs> uh Colin Baker gets to say exterminate. Um <laughs> He gets to do a Dalek impression, so that's he, fun. He seemed weirdly checked out. He, very much so, yeah. I mean, I, I just think he's bummed that he even has to do this, you know? <laughs> that's, that, that's very true. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So anyway, they, uh, they had to um, – because they knew that they had to rework the next season because the two episodes that, that, that had been uh, written for it – uh, were in the 45-minute format and would have to be changed, at the very least, changed to the 25-minute format. They didn't think that the next story would be the Blackpool story. So instead, they ended on a freeze frame just before the doctor said Blackpool <clears throat> so that you know they didn't promise anybody anything they couldn't deliver. <clears throat> so... um. They were the original plan was just to like you know redo those stories and stuff, but as things went along, and uh, uh, they learned that um, uh, that the the you know the episode count was different and everything, um, it would only be fourteen episodes. Uh, John Nathan Turner and Eric Sayward decided that uh, this post hiatus season would need to be a very different kind of thing. And so they developed an entirely new concept for the show, uh, which would be uh, a very different uh, way of doing things for Doctor Who and came up with basically a, uh, a season-long arc for, the, for next season that would take all 14 episodes to tell this story. Um, and, uh, you know, in the same way that uh, the BBC was putting Doctor Who the series on trial, so too would the Doctor be put on trial by his own people. And so the trial of a Time Lord was born. Oh, man. Uh, and like one of my favorite Doctor Who villains ever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. They also like, I think they like up the budget next season too. Because mm-hmm. like. Everything looks a lot better next season. There's like an opening shot that's going to blow your mind, Nick. Um, I'm, I'm excited. We, yeah, it's like it's very it's weirdly cinematic. The opening shot of the of the of the next thing they built like this incredible model, uh, and it's it's uh, it's nuts. It looks amazing. Um, so anyway, Trial of a Time Lord coming soon to Blu-ray. Oh, yeah, that's actually true. Huh. Um, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's the next it's the next season of of uh, classic Who coming to Blu-ray. Um, oh, cool! Because they've been re-releasing them as like actual seasons instead of uh, episodes on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I wanna, I wanna, I kind of wanna like collect them that way because like that's how I wish that they would come out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're finally doing like the full seasons, and I would be, I would be into owning that stuff. The only thing that's stopping me is that like. You know, Money. eventually we're going to get to a point again where like we're missing a bunch of seasons of well, missing like every season of uh, of the first and second Doctor. Yeah, <clears throat> and so that's going to be a bummer, but because we can't have full seasons of those guys, unfortunately. But uh, unless they, you know, remake all of the episodes. Um, but uh, anyway, 
that's uh that's where we're leading to so uh we are done with the 45 minute format in in the sixth doctor uh era and uh we are about to start trial of a time lord on our in our next uh our next round of the long way round i'm excited yeah um trial of a time lord is uh uh much much better than this season yeah yeah much much better i mean it's much much better than this season that is maybe the worst season of classic who um uh tom baker's sixth season gets pretty dicey it it definitely does yeah that's true that that's definitely true like five Um, like season five and season six of his is like but yeah i guess that's true well well, i guess we'll have to see how it compares when we get to it in like a decade um (laughs) anyway um all right uh, well that's that's that uh doctor who almost canceled revelation of the daleks almost the last episode of doctor whoever oh um something that i I really wanted to bring up because it it blew my mind i audibly reacted to it watching it this morning the doctor mercs a dalek with a gun right yeah he does just blasts him and his head blows off eric sayward man yeah, it, it it felt like I was like it felt like I was reading a bootleg comic book from like Mexico about Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric Sayward like really wanted like it just seems like he really wanted uh like Steven Seagal to play the Doctor. Um sure, the coolest person in the world. Yeah, I mean in the 80s, just like an yeah, action no, sure. guy, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Eric Sayward sucks. Yeah. You suck, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he does. Um, he's the worst. He was the worst showrunner of Doctor Who ever. Uh, Eric Sayward blows. Um, anyway. <laughs> I want that as a shirt. I want that be our new team public shirt. Is that <laughs> Eric Sayward blows? Is that illegal? <laughs> I don't know. Is that like public defamation uh, of character? I don't, I don't, I don't think so because he's a public figure, so it's fine. I, sure. think. I think that's how that works. Um, anyway. Coming soon to our tea public store, uh, fat, stupid robots, and uh, Eric Sayward sucks. Very um, negative. Fat, stupid robots. <laughs> I mean, it would be, it would be. We're we're saying fat, stupid robots in a uh, in a. Yeah, uh, it's like it's like how you call your dog like a fat, stupid idiot. You, like, yeah, yeah, it. yeah. You know, I mean, we we could. I think it would be. It would be. It would be more. It would be less positive. Like it's. It would be less or more negative. I guess if it said like fat, stupid Perry. Um, sure, that's could, a person. Which we could just put in quotes and then just say the sixth doctor. Um, <laughs> sure, that's like the <laughs> subtext of all of his lines. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, really I want I want I want an alternate universe where Perry just has to where Perry gets to like chill with uh, every other doctor. Yeah, for sure. She really got I the think, short end of the stick. I think uh, I think she should come back and like hang out with uh, with thirteen. Oh my god! Hell yeah! Like she deserves that, um, especially especially after the way we end her. Oh boy. Um, anyway, <sighs> that's coming. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. So um if you think it's bad now, Nick, it gets worse. Um cool. cool. Yeah. It's great. Excited for the next ten years. <laughs> uh only there's really only one, two, three, four more rounds of the sixth doctor. So we're like we're we're almost done with his era. Um of of live action stuff. Then we go to the big finish stuff, which is much, 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 much better. Oh, cool. Uh, and is is why the Sixth Doctor is one of my favorite doctors is because of Big Finish. Oh, that's not exciting. because not because any of his live action stuff. <laughs> his live action stuff is rough. Um mm-hmm. anyway. Uh so that's Revelation of the Daleks. And uh we're we're gonna come back uh, next week to talk about the Seventh Doctor and Silver Nemesis, which uh, will be a fun discussion, I guess. Ah. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, uh, Facebook group, are you are you in it? Are you talking about the episodes as they come out? Uh, or are we just shooting these into the ether and we never hear from anyone? Um, we got a response. We got we had somebody uh, making a joke on the uh, on the, the Facebook group. 
this past week, and it was that was that was fun. That was nice. I was like, oh, people do listen to this. <laughs> we should. Uh, I wonder if we've gotten any reviews lately. I can't remember the last time I checked. I don't ever check reviews anymore. I stopped checking like years ago. At this uh, point, okay. um, only because like I'm just I'm, I'm tired of reading like a one star review that just ruins my day. Um, so fair, uh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I it always happens. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I don't get those. I don't know. I can't think of any bad ones that we've gotten on them. Maybe that's why I go back to them is because I just see the good ones. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, we did get that. We got that bad review on Back to the Future minute. Um, we got a couple yeah. of really bad ones over there, and that that ruined our day for a long time. Oh yeah. See, sometimes um, I'll go back and read those too on my phone. I'll be like, oh, oh yeah, look at all these. Look at all these strangers that like that Back to the Future show we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that one guy who thought we hated cops and that you, uh, talked about the weather too much. Sure. I mean, you know. <laughs> Put that on my tombstone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have nothing against. That was a joke. You're just going to re- reach the pearly gates where they, uh, they tell you the statistics of everything you've done in your life. Yeah. And you're going to be like, you spent, uh, uh, like five point six percent of your life talking about the weather to strangers. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> it got weirder as I got older. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, uh, Patreon is doinggenre.com slash support. Uh, help us out there. Uh, like I've said in the past, if we get uh, more Patreon support, um, we will take shorter hiatuses between uh seasons of the show and uh uh definitely if that's something that you guys want if you guys want uh shorter hiatuses if you want us to you know do this on a on a much more regular basis then uh please support us on patreon it really does help uh keep things uh moving in the right direction uh keep keeping things on a tighter schedule for sure so that's duelinggenre.com slash support. Uh, our T Public store is duelinggenre.com slash merch. If you're shopping on Amazon, use duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. All of that stuff. Great ways to help us out. Uh, we appreciate everyone who does that. And, uh, you know, uh, if you're listening to episodes, be a little more vocal. That would be nice. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah. So, you know, uh, follow us on Twitter or Facebook or whatever and uh, let us know that you're out there, that you're listening. Um, it's always nice to hear. Uh, when people are that's always good Uh, but yeah we'll be back next week with Silver Nemesis bye everybody bye